Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2016 film, Lights Out. Now, this film was directed by um, uh, David F. Sandberg, who actually directed uh, the short film that it's based on. And this, surprisingly, is his directorial debut. Um... Uh, this movie was, it was his first film that he had ever directed, his first major film, because the only other films that he's directed at this time that I, that I know of are the two Shazam films, and he also directed Annabelle Creation, which in my opinion is the best Annabelle movie in the entire trilogy, and this was his first, uh, directorial film, his, it was his directorial debut, the movie is produced by James Wan, and the movie stars uh, Teresa Palmer and Maria Bello. And this movie is about a supernatural entity that comes out and has latched itself, almost like a parasitic virus, attached itself to a young woman and begins targeting her family. Killed her husband, and it's coming after her children, and it only appears when the lights go out for some reason. And if you've ever seen the short film, uh, lights out where now in the short film, the woman, she's going to bed. She goes down the hallway and she turns off the light in the hallway. And when she turns off the light, there's a silhouette of a young, uh, it looks like a young person there, like a kid. She turns it on and it's, it's gone. She turns it back off. It's there again. And I'm pretty sure everybody has seen that video. It is by far one of the creepiest short films I think I've ever seen. So, they made it into a, uh, like, I, I can't remember when the short film came out, but I remember it dropped on YouTube when a lot of those short films were coming out. Like, I heard it too, The Smiling Man, and, you know, you know Don't Look Now, and uh, and then Lights Out had come out. But Lights Out was, like, the first one to actually get a, um, to get the motion picture treatment. And, um, and, uh, and I thought, how would you make that into a movie? Because, you know, it, it there's no, like with these short films, there's no premise to it. It's like one scene, like 15 minutes long and everything like that. And it's creepy and everything like that. So how would you do that? And then when they added the story to it, when they added the background to it, and I think the the way they do it in the movie is much more terrifying because of how the execution goes. Because... The, the idea that when you turn off the light and there's a silhouette there. And I think what's interesting is that the woman, the woman who we see in the short film is actually in the opening scene. And it's almost like a direct, uh, it's almost a direct copy of it. Like if you look at the short film, it's that little, it's that little person there and everything like that. So whereas in the movie, it's the grown woman and everything like that. And, is it is profound the way they did that and the way that film is well put together and is well executed and it is pretty good and you know it it had a very simple premise and it wasn't convoluted in any way but i think to be honest a lot of the scary i think the only thing that bummed me out about this film is the fact that a lot of the scary moments are in the trailer like when you have the daughter who's moved out and the daughter kind of sees the silhouette in her apartment and the idea that her apartment is like 
those apartments like next to neon lights and everything like that and the fact that they go off like every five seconds or every 10 seconds or something like that and you see that woman just kind of standing there and then the idea that the woman is there like almost in the fetal position at one point the lights go on she's gone then the lights go back out she's standing perfectly still like standing straight up and that in my opinion was probably the most terrifying moment in the movie and it's well executed and everything like that and I always believe that the movie has somewhat of a happy ending but also a heartbreaking ending at the same time because you have Teresa Palmer who's kind of got this estranged relationship with her mother played by Maria Bello and Maria Bello kind of plays this woman in a toxic relationship the idea that this woman is pretty much the gatekeeper for this entity and everything like that and like the young boy is involved i think he's i think he's played by billy burke um and everything like that and the fact that the cops get there and they don't know how to handle it and everything about the third act of this film is terrifying the fact where everybody the kids like the brother and sister meet there their sister's boyfriend is there and of course the mother is there and everything like that and they're trying to do the best they can to kind of stop this entity from you know taking over and everything like that and it does it in a way that is both creative and bone chilling at the same time like the scene where the scene where the entity attacks the boyfriend and the boyfriend is steadily turning on all the lights you know he has a flashlight they knock it out of his hand he takes his flashlight from his cell phone then he turns the brightness up on his cell phone and then he hits the high beams on the car and i was like yeah he's very very proficient you know and everything like that he's very creative and the idea that you know he always had something to kind of although that was cool because usually the dumb boyfriend is usually the one that gets it first and everything like that the cops show up and they have no idea how to battle this thing and the idea that the cops are the ones that get killed and there's no, you, you can't really explain how this is, you can't really explain how these people are dying and everything like that. And yeah, everything about this film is just all kinds of creepy. And the idea that, and the idea that these two kids, you know, this young woman and her preteen brother are kind of like caught in the middle of it is terrifying. And I think David, F. what David Sandberg was able to do with this film from a short film standpoint was really good now to translate that to a full-length motion picture that's the hard part you know because it's very hard to take a short story and make it into a film and to be honest I can I can probably name maybe three off the top of my head that are based on short stories that have a simple premise and that are made into motion pictures that have stood the test of time the first one that comes to mind obviously is Cujo the short film, Stephen King's short film, Cujo, is just a dog attacking the car. That's it. And then the movie plays out the way it does. And then, you know, it is arguably one of the most, uh, it's arguably one of the scariest movies of all time, uh, Cujo. Another Stephen King film is 1408. And I've covered that film before already as well with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson, where this guy is investigating this haunted room. But, you know, the short the short story is only maybe five, six pages long, but they turn it into a movie that's about an hour and 45 minutes. The most recent one, in my opinion, was The Last Voyager of the Demeter, you know, the the Dracula story, because in, the, in, the, in Bram Stoker's novel, 
there is the chapter called Captain's Log, which is basically the entire movie. So it's like one chapter. And then now we got Lights Out. Lights Out is not basically, it's a short film. You know, the film is only 15, 20 minutes long. And it's fucking creepy. So for them to make it like a two-hour movie based on this short story and the guy who wrote it and directed the short story is also the same guy who directed this one. You know, that, that says something, though. You know, if you're going to make a movie based on this, you should you should get the people who wrote the original story to to have creative control of it and everything like that. Let them write the story, let them expand upon it, and then give them a good a good size budget to make a, to make a good film. And I think they did. Lights Out kind of flew under the radar because a lot of people thought it was just a run of the mill supernatural horror film. But then when you actually watch it, it's got a pretty cool concept, and it's got a it doesn't have an over the top sense of you know jump scares and everything like that it doesn't have this convoluted storyline where it's confusing and everything like that it has a simple setup this dark entity attacks people at night or in the darkness that's henceforth the name of the movie lights out then they go they do the backstory of it and it plays out the way it does once you realize what that backstory is it's up to our main character obviously Teresa Palmer to figure out how to stop it and everything like that and it's it's a quick, it's a well-polished, well-organized film. It has the jump scares in there. It has your, it has a bunch of moments in the movie where, it has a bunch of movies in the, bunch of moments in the movie where you are legit scared. And it has a lot of points in the movie where it's a little bit cliched, but they're warranted. You know what I mean? Like they're earned. The jump scare is earned. The creepiness is earned. You know, it's not forced down anybody's throat or anything like that. I think Lights Out is super underrated because it came out during the time like movies like The Conjuring and Annabelle were coming out and everything like that. And, um, you know, it's very, very rare when an original horror film comes out. That's not really based on it's not a it's not a reboot. It's not a remake or it's not based on a book, even though technically this film is based on this on the short film that came out on youtube you know a few years earlier but i mean if you have not seen this movie it's on netflix i think but if you have not seen it i highly recommend it it is creepy uh it does have a great performance from both Teresa tom Teresa palmer and maria bello are the main characters of this film and they both give great performances and everything like that and if you have not seen the youtube like short film that that uh david sandberg had already made Definitely check that out as well, and definitely check out all the, the the Afro mentioned ones that I mentioned earlier and everything like that. And yeah, man, if you're a fan of supernatural horror film, this is definitely right up your alley if you haven't seen it already. But the rumor is that they're coming out with a part two. Um, I wish they didn't. Um, I don't know if New Line was actually going to do it or not because. Um, Uh, I don't know how they would do it. They capture lightning in the bottle with the first film. And should they do a sequel without David Sandberg or without James Wan and everything like that? It, I mean, I can just imagine them kind of just going over the top with it. Uh, so who knows? I honestly, I don't think this film does deserve a sequel uh, because the movie is basically, it's, it, it's not open-ended. They don't leave it hanging for another one. There's not, it, it's a beginning, middle, and end. It doesn't really, there's, there's no real setup for a sequel, if that makes sense. Like, 
you could say movies like Scream and The Exorcist do that too, where like you can watch it from beginning to end and that's it. You know, Halloween as well. You know, a lot of great horror films end just they have a def- they have a definitive ending. Now, Scream is the exception because Kevin Williamson kind of already had an outline for the sequel, so that's different. You have an outline of where you could go with the sequel. Now that all stems from that. The reason why the exception of the rule doesn't apply to Scream is because Kevin Williamson wrote all of the Scream films. It doesn't really work for The Exorcist 2 or the Halloween franchise or things like that. You know, the same thing with like The Conjuring. Well, The Conjuring is not. That movie didn't end uh, definitively because, you know, that's just one chapter in this book, so to speak, and everything like that. But Lights Out, it, 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 it has a definitive ending. There's no reason to bring up a sequel. There's no reason to kind of go through this again. Um, now, because there's not even a sequel of the of the short story. So why would there be a sequel of the movie and everything like that? So I hope they don't do a sequel. But then again, who knows? As of right now, Atomic Monster has not announced anything. Uh, neither has New Line. So, you know, I think James Wan is focusing on, you know, uh, I know... They're trying to do one last uh, Conjuring film to kind of wrap up that universe, as well as James Wan returning to direct Aquaman 2, which, if you haven't heard the news by now, this is probably going to be Jason Momoa's final film as Aquaman, and he's either going to do another superhero film, or he's going to do something else, but whatever the case may be, the people who the people who made the, light, the first Lights Out film have not given any any updates as of now because this movie came out in 2016 and here we are like seven years later and there's still not a word if they're going to do another one to be honest i would just leave it like i said i would leave it i don't the, uh, the first one is good i don't think we need another sequel so uh just leave it leave it let it lie don't worry about it you know we don't need another one i'm not everybody's not clamoring for a lights out two or something like that but um who knows where it goes, but by now, I mean, if you, my thing is, if you wait too long to do a sequel, you're going to lose interest, and, you know, the sequel should come out within two years, you know, like, if you're going to go right into another one, wait, and everything like that, so, we'll see what happens in the future, but I doubt it, just let it lie, Lights Out is on Netflix right now, if you have not seen it, definitely check it out, I highly recommend it, it's really good, definitely check out the movie, and definitely check out the, uh, the short film, the short film you can watch for free on YouTube. So, you know, there's that. But uh, anyways, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, if you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, let me know what you guys thought about the movie Lights Out. Are you a fan of it? Did you see the short film? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. As of right now, I just finished watching Game Six of the of the uh, of the uh, of the pennant right now, and I'm so fucking pissed. The Astros lose to the Rangers nine to two. And now we're going to go to a game seven. Tomorrow is game six of the uh, of the National League pennant uh, between the um, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. So I'll give my recap uh, once it's official on 
uh, on, basically at the end of each championship series, we'll do a, an episode, one for the roundup for the the postseason, and then of course we'll do an episode after we have a uh, World Series champion uh, in two weeks, whatever the case may be. Um, basketball season is starting. We are approaching our uh, week six uh, recap for the NFL and everything like that. Uh, there's a couple of stuff coming up along the way. I got some stuff coming out this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And, of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.